Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The word of God from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where St. Paul writes, Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. This is God's word. The story is told, and I may have told this story once before, but you'll have to listen through it again if I have. Pastor Schaefer had been serving St. Peter's Lutheran Church for a number of years. He was a veteran of pastoral ministry. And he went through roughly the same routine every week when he'd sit down to write his sermon. They were one of those churches, kind of like us, where they more or less used the same words week in and week out. And before the Sunday service, he would drink from the same coffee cup, one cup of coffee, the same two sugars and two creams in it before the service started. And on one Sunday, Pastor Schaefer got into the pulpit and delivered the sermon as he normally did and led the service for the people as he normally did. And as he stood at the back of the church as the people were leaving that morning, there was a visitor who was there for the first time. And he stopped and said, Oh, Pastor, wow, what a joy. He shook his hand. What a joy to worship with you this morning. You could tell the, just the Spirit is really here in this place. And then Pastor Schaefer kept shaking hands as the regulars came out. And there was another visitor towards the end and Another guy that Pastor Schaefer had not seen before, and he didn't look as enthusiastic as the first new visitor that had come through. So he shakes his hand at the end of the service and says, Well, it's good to have you here. Tell me, what did you, what did you think about the service? And the visitor says, Well, you know, Pastor, it's just not really, I don't think, my thing. You know, I don't really think I sensed the Spirit was moving in this place. And a story like that, I think, exemplifies, typifies how we think about the Holy Spirit. We think the Holy Spirit is in a place, if we can sense it, if there's an energy present. You know, I, just as a fun example, I decided to kind of go back and look through some old numbers here at Our Redeemer. This last year, this past Christmas, just a few weeks ago, on Christmas Eve, we had 121 people present for Christmas Eve service. Now, hey, we're coming out of the pandemic, you know, and I, I, I know we're not out of the pandemic, I get that, but I mean, things are a little different this year than they were the year before. I thought that was a really great service Christmas Eve. We had the kids singing. We had special music during the service. I look back on what the attendance was 30 years ago. Christmas Eve, 1991. You know what it was? It was exactly double 
what we had on Christmas Eve this past Christmas. 242 people present at that service. Was the Spirit somehow doubly present because there were double the people? Was the Spirit present depending on how enthusiastic we were singing those Christmas hymns? Was the Spirit present because we had special music and children singing? Let me give you one more number to stand in contrast. This past Wednesday, we had our regular Wednesday night divine service. Normally, we have recorded music instead of a live organist. But we didn't even have that this past Wednesday. We sang the service a cappella. There were eight of us there. I think it says nine in the bulletin. That was my fault. That's a typo. There were eight. One of them was me, and one was the elder. Was the spirit only a fraction present at that service? Because there were only eight of us with no music to accompany us? I think you get the point I'm trying to drive home here, that the spirit being present has absolutely nothing to do with the emotions of the people, the energy of the room, the dynamics of the preacher, or any of those sorts of things that we often connect with the Holy Spirit. And that's the point that St. Paul is driving home in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when he talks about the different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives To the people of God. He says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. He could go on to say, there are different churches, but the same Spirit. There are different Christians with different abilities and different gifts, but the same Spirit lives in each and every One of them. And that is the point that Paul wants to drive home to the Corinthians. That it's not about what gifts you have and what gifts another person has. It's not about what you don't have and what another person does have. It's not about the size of your church versus the size of another church or the size of the church years ago. It's all about the same Lord, the same God, the same Spirit who lives and dwells wherever Jesus is found. We have a very bad habit as Christians and as churches to compare ourselves others. That person doesn't go to church as often as I do. That person has more than I do. I'm more faithful than that person. Why does that person get so much? Why does that church have a parking lot that's more full on Sunday morning than ours? Why aren't things like They used to be. But none of these things 
are markers of how the Spirit is there or present or at work. What does determine whether the Spirit fills a church or fills a Christian is the Lord, is Jesus. And notice Paul speaks about gifts in such a way that he doesn't say that we should go chasing after different gifts or different blessings or different things from God. He presumes that we already have them. He says, there are varieties of activities. It is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. You see, if Jesus is in this world with his word to save sinners and to give them life, then you have the Holy Spirit. If Jesus is risen from the dead and coming again for his church, then you have the Spirit. If sins are forgiven and body and blood is given for our life and salvation, then you have the Holy Spirit. You see, what Paul would have you do, what he would have the Corinthians do, is quit looking at yourself. Quit looking at what you have and what you don't have. And look on the one who gave up all of himself for you. You know, I love the book of 1 Corinthians. I know I mention that in Bible study all the time. I love the book of 1 Corinthians because, quite frankly, the Corinthians are a terribly messed up church. They are an unmitigated disaster. They're divided along the lines of who baptized them. If you go through chapter 1, some say... I follow Cephas or Peter. I follow Apollos. I follow Paul. I follow Christ. They're divided in these different factions. They have a case going on in their church where a man is sleeping with the wife of his father. We can presume that it's not his mother, but his father's a widower and remarried. Nonetheless, it's perverse. They are divided over how to gather together to receive the supper of the Lord. There are even those among them who deny that Christ is risen from the dead. And among all that, they pit themselves against one another based on what gifts they see present in the lives of each other. And I guess one of the reasons I love 1 Corinthians is because it comforts me that no matter how royally I might screw things up someday as a pastor, that we probably could never get as bad as things were in Corinth. And he would still, Paul, be able to look at the Corinthians and say, God is with you, giving you gifts, blessing you, sending you his spirit. So it is my great joy and delight as 
a pastor and as a fellow brother in Christ with you, my brothers and sisters. What is going on with my microphone? I just bought this one. Um, it is my delight to remind you this morning that this church is filled with the Spirit. This church has always been filled with the Spirit because Christ has always been here with his word. Christ has always been crucified for sinners. Christ has always been with his church. Jesus manifested his glory by performing the wedding at Cana. He showed himself to be God's son, to be the word made flesh, to be God himself. And he continues to do so this very morning by forgiving you, restoring you, and dwelling among you, the spirit-filled people of God. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.